everybody, this is Harriet Kimmick, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And one of the things we want to talk about today is the Lord will provide, the provider. That's when we're going to talk about Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. I feel that this is important to say that in the time and space that we're in today. We're in a world today where they're threatening an economic recession right here in the United States. I just read a report recently that described that in the next several months leading up to 2023, we will have up to five to six million Americans jobless. In spite of all of that, it makes you wonder, what will people do? As we look around our country, we see where there are tent cities, where people, human beings, live in tents in the richest country on earth. At the same time, that people are having zero negative, negative point zero zero dollars in their bank accounts. There are people who are described as trillionaires. Imagine that. We finally got to the stage where the disparities between the rich and the poor, that gap cannot be closed. And so people are like, what will I do? What about those people who live in tent cities? What about their families? What about the children? Where do they use the bathroom? Where do they eat? If, as a human being, you don't have a space to cook, make a meal, or to go use the bathroom with some dignity and privacy, what are we if we can't do that? This is not just happening to one group of the population. It's happening right across the board. You can't find rent. You can't pay rent. Why is rent so expensive? Why can't you get a mortgage to buy a house? Need I go on and on? And in all of this, you and I are thinking about just our daily lives. Who will provide? So today I want to explore that for you and bring you to Philippians chapter 4. We live in a day and time when the incessant 24-7 chatter from news media is driving us up the rails. We are so anxious. We're literally, our nerve endings have been pushed to the max. Because somebody wants to be, we're just clickbait. If they can talk about it, you'll go look it up. So we're clickbait. Every time you click on it, they make money and you and I get stressed to the max. We have in our own homes, we have family members who are unwell. We have people who are sick. But for the rest of us, it is driving us so crazy that we ourselves don't even know. I myself had to do some measures to cut myself off so that I would not be exposed to the negativity that pervades. Because at the end of it all, you say to yourself, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Oh my God. Oh my God. And that is what is driving us crazy. So I want us to bring us back to center and bring us back to focus and give us something to focus on. I'm not asking you to think about this for the rest of time. I'm just saying for the next seven days. I want you to focus on the scripture just for the next seven days. The next seven days, we'll come back with another word, another encouraging word. For the next seven days, I need you to just focus on this. Amen? So I want to bring you to that. My name is Harriet Kamek. Not only am I the host of Down to Earth, but I'm also the founder and executive director of the Exodus Foundation. It's the organization through which we provide services, needy services to the economy, to to residents in our area, especially women and children. And as based on the situations, the economic conditions we live under, we are all aware that people are trafficked and that people are fleeing violence and are fleeing economic impoverishment. 
And so we have a facility wherein we give folks, women in particular, adult women, a respite from that. So go to my website, harrietcameron.com, as well as go to, from there, you can find a link to the exodusfoundation.com and you can see what we can do and how you can help us to be a part of that. Amen? Amen. Thank you so much in advance for your support and thank you for your continued support of watching our programming on Down to Earth. You can find us on Facebook. You can also find us on YouTube. You can find us on uh, social media, a variety of social media platforms. And as you continue to watch us by watching us through the station, thank you so very much. And so today I wanna thank you and, and talk to you a little bit about how it's important for us to have a sense of direction. I think part of what, I'm just going to level with you right now. I think part of what is happening to us is that we've lost our focus. We've lost our sense of center. In a day and time, a generation ago, our ancestors, our parents and grandparents went to church. They went to church dutifully, but they also went to church expecting something. They went to church with an expectation of hope that they're going to hear something that will inspire them and motivate them. I dare say what we're lacking right now is inspiration and motivation. We lack the, the ability, the, we lack the, the resolution and the assurance that there is someone else outside of ourselves. What if the politicians fail us? What if the governmental system or the system that we know, the economic system fails, what do we do? That is what is driving us crazy because that's certainly what the news media is pushing us to believe, that all systems have failed, that everything has gone so wrong, there's no hope, it's so over, climate change, this and climate change. Can I just be honest with you? Climate change started happening from the Industrial Revolution. From the minute they started factories that were sending emissions into the atmosphere, it created a carbon imprint. They like to tell you that. So now companies are forced to collaborate and are forced to adopt these measures that cost more money. So in cost settings, cost saving motions, what do they do? They fire people and lay off people. People become a casualty of somebody's idea of what is important because you have nothing else to do but sit down and think about this. I want you to look around us and look at the 10 cities and tell me how is that helping the environment? I want you to tell me how that is going to be fixed. This is why I stay away from it all. I stay in my corner and I've come today to empower us and bring us back to center. We need to go back to the source. That is where our strength and our health comes from. I know it's simple. I know in our day and time with all the multiplicity of our educational degrees and so on, we can't believe it is that simple, but it is. Sometimes the answer to the equation is the simplest one. And the simplest thing is to go right back to the creator who assures us that he will provide. So give me a chance to explain this to you and to bring you to this realization. And bear with me for just a few minutes. I won't be before you for long as we explore Philippians chapter 4. It is a well-known passage of scripture. And I want to take you through it and read these eternal words of assurance. And I dare say, put your attention here for just a few minutes so that we can read this together. It's Philippians chapter four. I'm going to start reading for you. And I'm going to uh, start at verse, at verse number four. Listen to what it says. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. 
let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Here it is in verse six. Listen to this. Are you ready? It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And in verse eight, it says, finally, brethren, think on these things, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report. If there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Come back to positive thinking. Think only on what is good, what is pure, what is loving. Think only of the good things in your life. Think of a good report. You went to the doctor and he gave you a bad report. Think only of something good coming out of it. Meditate on the good things at nights when you are laying down. Flush your mind. Flush out all the negativity. Close it down. Don't watch the news at 11 o'clock. Shut it off. Don't watch the news at 10 o'clock. Think only of positive things as you lay down before you fall asleep. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I expect that you will take me through this night. I thank you in advance. I thank you for waking us up tomorrow. I thank you for giving me an answer to the problems I face. In Jesus' name, and think only of good things. The Bible says, the things which you learned and do in verse 9 and received and heard and saw me do, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Then I want you to scroll down to verse 19. And it says this in verse number 19 of Philippians chapter 4. Listen, you ready? Here comes your assurance. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My God, Jehovah Jireh, the eternal God, the God who provides, the God who is more than enough, the God who is able, the God who will give, the God who will do it over and over again. My God shall supply all of your needs, all of your needs. I sit in this place today because I am the one who can testify and tell you how many times my God shall supply. It was me who needed help. I had no home. I had to run from my home in Orlando, Florida. God is my witness in 2003, November of 2003. And God supplied. My mother came, swooped us out and brought us to her home. Surprisingly, when we got here, she had been preparing a home for us. She set up our home, created another bedroom, turned her closet into a bedroom and supplied. That was God supplying a need. When I didn't think of it, she foresaw it six months before we got here. She did it and initiated it because God told her to. God shall supply all of your needs. It didn't just stop there. I needed a job. God supplied the job. I needed money. God supplied it at every turn of that lifetime. Every time I turn around, it may not have come when I wanted it. It may not come instantly because God is not magic. He's not a magician, but he will supply. And sometimes when he comes, it's like the problem never existed. We have never been without a home. We've never had to sleep on the street. We've never had to go into a shelter. We have never been without because my God supplied all of my needs according to his riches and glory by the name of Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every one of my friends who are watching today. I ask you, oh God, to meet them and supply their needs 
by your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I thank you in advance, oh God, that you will touch my friends who are watching, that you will touch every family, every person represented. Somebody sitting over a bowl of cornflakes, over a bowl of cereal, and that's all you have. Supply that need according to your riches and glory. Somebody looking in their fridge and saying, all we have left is tuna. Supply, oh God, and meet them at the point of their need. Somebody driving and stressing out. I don't have any more money to buy gas. Lord God Almighty, if you have to set somebody up at a gas station to pay someone's gas, do it, oh God, you can do it. In Jesus' name, let our hearts be more open. Start paying for other people's groceries in the supermarket. Help us, oh God, to be a help to one another. And we thank you in advance that you will answer this prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody worrying about a, pre- a relative dying and how would the provision come? My God shall supply every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. I've been mulling over this from before the Labor Day weekend and I've been thinking about it and I kept saying to myself, maybe I'm inadequate to talk about this because this is such a time. This is such a great big issue because there are people right now, I dare say, the idea is provision. We're looking at the country of Pakistan right now where one third of that country is underwater. It just so happens that one third of that country is where the livestock are. It's where their crops are. So you look at yourself and you say, with the war in Ukraine that that wicked man Putin started, yes, he's wicked, He started that war probably not thinking of the ramifications, yeah? And that war in Ukraine has prevented the country of Ukraine from doing what it does, which is what? Preparing. It does most of the grain and most of the stuff that makes the staples of daily living. Grain produces wheat, it produces pasta, rice, or cooking oil and stuff like that. So that part of the world is entirely looking at starvation in the face. And you have to ask yourself here in America, the, most of the farmers didn't plan anything because they were in protest. You see how luxurious we have it? We have the privilege of not planting because we can buy food from some other country. Instead of going out there and planting the farm like we're supposed to and going back and doing it. Yes, everybody is not made to go sit in a tower and be a hedge fund manager. Everybody's not made to go do that. There's some of us who have to do the basics. Here I am. Don't you think that perhaps I would think I want to be a movie star? Instead, here I am bringing you the word of God. That's my humility. That's my calling. Somebody else is to go stand before cameras and be a Hollywood star and be glamorous and posing for the pictures all the time. That's not my calling. So I accept my assignment and stay in my lane. Here I am in this studio and it's me. And I don't have thousands of people shouting Harriet, because I'm not on a concert stage, that's not my calling. So if it is for some of us to just be the farmer, to just be the harvester, to just go plant the soil, do it. There is a blessing attached to it. For thousands of years, our ancestors did. As a matter of fact, some of us, like myself, even have ancestors who were enslaved and forced to farm for other people without getting paid for it for 250 years. How do you like them apples? How would you like if that were your story? Would you have put up with that? Could you have tolerated that? How would you feel? If you're descended from people whose ancestors were forced to farm, but it kept us going. Now look at us today. 
we think that there are jobs and we think that there are professions that are beneath us because we all want to roll with the big dogs. We all want to roll around town in Rolls Royces and other carriages of our modern time. Let us go back to basics and start doing the basic things. If you are like me and you are blessed enough to have a piece of land outside your house, I told myself the other day that winter is coming. So I'm going to look for uh, uh, things that I never did before. I have never planted anything except when you were a kid and you had to follow your grandma out. You know how that worked. So now I'm telling myself that come this spring, I'm going to go back to doing what? Planting my some crops on my little lot of land. Yeah, I'm going to go plant some tomatoes and some cucumbers and peppers and some beans. Hallelujah! To feed myself so that I have that. There is joy in it. We need to go back to it. So I am saying to us today that as we look around us, there are 10 cities right now. Many of us walked away from the houses that our ancestors left us because it wasn't trendy. You know, we watch TV and these folks are living in these Mac mansions and mini mansions and so on. And we look at our house and we say, it doesn't measure up, it doesn't match up, it doesn't have the latest and the greatest. So you walk away from it and you go rent somewhere that looks like the latest and the greatest. And now you lost your job and here we are. Here you find yourself scratching your head out. So many of you had a house that was paid off or almost paid off, but you wanted the biggest and the latest and the greatest and you went and bought something else and took out an additional mortgage and now one of you lost your jobs and the economy has contracted. And now here you are. Here we are. You're wondering where it's going to go. Many of us, we used to live the high life. Who doesn't like to eat well? We all do. So now we have to contract. Don't make fun of folks buying tuna. Don't make fun of them. At least they have something. And I dare say, but for the grace of God, go I. it could be someone else. I went through seasons in my life in 2018 when we had to eat tuna and eggs and scrambled eggs and omelets for dinner. I kid you not. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm proud of it because it was protein. I actually were healthier, if you want to know the truth. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? I became vegetarian. I ate veg- you know, vegetables for most for a long period of my life because it was healthier for me. I am saying to all of us that we need to re-examine our own pathos, our own ethos and way of living. Maybe we adopted someone else's lifestyle that doesn't suit us. Maybe we wanted to become part of a social group or a club and it's not helping us. So we judge ourselves by our social groups. So now we have social media. Yeah. So we look at how other people are posting. People like to post on social media, don't they? And they like to, this is me. We're going on vacation. We're going this, we're going that. God bless them. But what if it's not you? What are you going to do? Curl up in a corner and die? Or they're posting, they're going out to eat and they're eating. Do not watch that. The very same people, we're all subject to the same economic realities and calamities. The very same people in a few will not be able to do that because what? Jobs are disappearing fast. The provision will dry up. And then what happens? So there you were comparing your life to them when actually you were better because you were living in your grandma's little house that's paid off. And your little house that is paid off. Look at you. 
your house is paid off, but you're judging yourself by Sandy, whom you went to high school and college with, who lives in the Mac mansion. You don't watch Sandy. Her husband is about to lose that job. She's about to lose her job. And you will still have your little thing turn it into your Mac mansion. I am here to tell all of us today that God can and will provide. So here's what I suggest. Here's I humbly suggest that we all do. Take stock of your situation. Look at where we are. If the economy is going to tighten, what areas can I tighten? Can I don't do this, don't do that? Do that. If it suits you, go buy more grain and stuff and store it up before the prices go up. Yeah, if you want to, just don't create a panic. Here is the deal. The bottom line is don't panic. The bottom line is if you go to work tomorrow and they tell you they don't have a job for you, do not panic. God will provide. This is one of those times when you can't go jumping off a cliff. Don't jump off a building. Don't hurt yourself because hurting yourself hurts the people whom you leave behind. And when you hurt yourself, you're not going to glory floating on clouds and everything is hunky-dory and you're never hungry again. That's not exactly how that works. So we're going to have to put our shoulders to the wheel and fight our way through this. We literally are going to have to use our minds and we need this assurance that my God shall supply all of your needs. You need right now a notice. You need to know that your mental health is, is good. Then here's what you do. Turn off all the notifications. I I challenge you. I dare you to not go on social media for seven days and see how you will improve. I dare you. Turn off your Twitter notifications, your Instagram notifications, your Facebook notifications. Turn it all off. Lock it down and see how you feel better. Disconnect your notifications from all the news sites because all they do is make you say, oh my God, did you see this? Oh my God, oh my God, stop. My God shall supply. So they're making it sound like the whole country, the whole world is going to hell in a handbasket. The whole thing is going to pot. We're aware existentially that there are some things that are intrinsically wrong. That's why people are rising up and saying all kinds of things because they realize that This is not going the way that it was and it's not going in the direction that I want it to be. The disparities between rich and poor are getting wider. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot focus on the negatives. The Bible says here, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, make your requests known unto God. And then a peace comes. You notice it says the peace that comes from God. It's not man-made peace. It's nothing. The president, the leader of the feds, it's nothing your boss, the president of Bank of America or anybody can tell us. This peace comes only from God. And it is based in verse 19 where it says, My God shall supply all of your needs. If you don't want to take my story because I'm just some humble girl wearing braids out here talking about this. If you don't want to believe my story, pick up the Bible and read it for yourself. And you will see that there are people whom God supernaturally provided for. He parted the Red Sea so they could escape. They could escape persecution. He provided a pillar by day so that they could have light by day and fire by night so they could see where they were going. He made manna rain down from heaven that came down like bread that tasted different every day so they could make a meal out of it. The same God provided over and over. The same God provided for our ancestors when their crops failed. 
when they face starvation in, in, in Ireland and in other parts of the world, in Africa and other places, they faced starvation and God provided Why are we going to doubt this now? My friends, this is the time for all of us, for our hearts to be knitted together and help one another. This is the time for us to be encouraged and be assured that my God is going to provide for all our needs. My God, our great God, the God of the universe, the creator, Jehovah Jireh. It's his name. He provided for this girl. He provided for Harriet Gale Kellogg when I had two children. One was a 15-month-old baby in my arms. The other one was a 12-year-old. God provided a school district for my children to be as constant. One of them is behind the camera right now. You know what she's doing? She has a law degree. God provided that. They took everything from us. They took my ex-husband. He took all the money to send her to college. What did I just tell you? What did I say? I said she has a what? A law degree because God provided scholarships for her to go. It gets even better. My youngest child is studying human biology at Michigan State University to become a doctor. Why? Because they took what? They took the money! And where is she now? On scholarships, living her best life, on Instagram, posting pictures every day. I delight in it because God provided. They told me that I wouldn't have anything. Took houses from me. I got two houses in one year. Then what never happened in a year, happened in a day. God provided. What am I saying? I am not telling you what God cannot do. I'm telling you what he has done and that he will do for you. So I'm going to pray for you in the name of Jesus just before I go. Father, in the name of Jesus, meet the need, the emergency need, the immediate need of this person listening and this person watching. Open up the windows of heaven. Provide for them as they're driving down the street and saying, what am I going to do? Lord God, show them the way. Make a way and provide for your people. We look up to you, O God, and I command a supernatural, overnight, expeditious, miraculous deliverance that God will provide for you. You will not have to sell your house. In the mighty name of Jesus, it is so. Be blessed, everybody.